Star Wars 7x7 episode 2975. All right, we are continuing our dives into Andor and news reports about the series, interviews with various people involved in the show. Today, we're collecting a few random ones, including a bonus thing that Total Film put out, an interview with Tony Gilroy and others from Variety, and also a feature on D23, and we're actually going to have a little D23 conversation real quick as well. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So I'm going to put out the reminder once again because the third question is actually out there. So over the last couple of episodes I've been talking about how it is my goal, my dream, to interview Mark Hamill on the occasion of the 3000th episode of this podcast, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. And the third question that I proposed for my interview, I just tweeted out at him earlier um, I'm saying earlier today because I'm recording this on Thursday and obviously the episode's coming out on a Friday, but you get what I mean. I tweeted him earlier on Thursday and said, you know, you've been more, you know, politically outspoken and what is it that's driving that for you? You know, is that something that's internally motivated, externally motivated? Why have you decided to be more outspoken in recent years? And I will link to that tweet in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com and in the show notes as well. And if you happen to catch it on my Twitter account, Alan Voivon on Twitter or the show's account, SW7x7podcast, and you would like to retweet that and help it get some extra attention, that would be so wonderful. I would so very much appreciate it. All right, so let's talk D23. That's the big Disney Expo that's happening September 9th through 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. So it's not just a Star Wars thing. It's all things Disney. And there is going to be a Star Wars thing, but it's not going to be streaming. So they just announced the streaming schedule for it. Certain panels are going to be live streamed. So if you're not able to be there, then you'll be able to watch them at home. However, the one place where we know something Star Wars related is going to happen is not being live streamed. That is a you know movie showcase panel that's happening on Saturday the 10th from 10 a.m. Pacific to 12 p.m. Pacific. And I'm getting a note from the Department of Corrections. It's not a movie showcase. It's a studio showcase. And so that could mean movies. That could mean TV. That could mean a whole bunch of stuff. But it is a studio showcase featuring Marvel and Lucasfilm and 20th Century. So what might they share at that showcase? Well, it's going to be less than two weeks before the debut of the Andor series. So maybe they'll have a little something about that. Probably something about Willow. Probably something about Mandalorian Season 3. Probably something about the Ahsoka series. I imagine they'll keep it confined to live action stuff, but the Bad Batch will be coming out in September, at least starting in September as well, and then there's the whole Tales of the Jedi thing too, so those could also come up in conversation for Lucasfilm at that showcase. Meanwhile, on the D23 website, they just came out with a great little piece on the Andor series with quotes from all the major players, including Tony Gilroy, of course. And I'm just going to go through a few quick quotes for you that I thought were particularly fascinating. So one of the things they say in there that the Andor series is a map laying out the steps about how someone can transform from an average person to a rebel willing to risk it all in the name of hope. 
And Tony Gilroy says, quote, we can do a story that takes Cassian literally from his childhood origins and walk him through a five-year history of an odyssey that takes him to that place during a revolution, during a moment in history, in a place where huge events are happening and real people are being crushed by it. The fact that we could follow somebody as an example of a revolution all the way through to the end is what made the series work for him. That actually ties into something from Variety, where Tony Gilroy was interviewed at length, and he talks about the whole, you know, five-year journey situation and as he was in the midst of season one he had sort of that dark night of the soul thinking oh my gosh I can't do this for four seasons and so the structure thing that we've talked about previously about three episode blocks that was the idea that saved him and got him to you know stay sane and consider how they might do the rest of the story and so the quote that Gilroy says you know when we come back it's a year later and it's a Friday Saturday and a Sunday and then we go away for a year and then we come back for I think eight days and then we go away for a year and then we come back and it's four days so that covers the first, second, and third chunks of season two. It doesn't necessarily tell us what happens in that last one, assuming that's actually correct and he's not just spouting this stuff off the top of his head. I'm not holding him to it. And across articles and interviews, there's a lot of talk about how this is different from any other Star Wars storytelling before. This one's from Variety. Gilroy says, they've made all this IP intellectual property about the royal family in essence. It's been great, but there's a billion, billion, billion other beings in the galaxy. There's plumbers and cosmeticians, journalists. What are their lives like? The revolution is affecting them just as much as anybody else. Why not use the Star Wars canon as a host organism for absolutely realistic, passionate, dramatic storytelling? And then there's the thing about how uh, there's legacy characters like Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera, but the vast majority of the ensembles, more than 200 actors, are playing brand new characters, often inhabiting worlds we've never seen before. And then as far as legacy characters who may pop up in season one, Gilroy says, never fan service, quote unquote. And then he says, it's never cynical. It's always meant to be there. It's always protein. It's never icing. And that's all for the Variety piece, but over on the D23 piece, he also says that there's nothing cynical about the show. And unlike the Variety piece, there's nothing really contextually added to that, so it's hard to know what exactly Gilroy is talking about there. But there is something cynical about the series after all, or maybe I should say someone cynical, and that is Cassian Andor's character at one point. So according to Diego Luna, he says in the D23 article, I always thought of Cassian as a character that has been forced to move, therefore he brings a pain that he's carrying that is making him very cynical about life. And Luna goes on to say, but he is finding a way to get the clarity of someone that suddenly starts believing and that goes through a process of acknowledging that something in the community can give you enough strength to be useful and to bring change. And that's a line that actually appears in a different form in the Variety article, also from Diego Luna, where he says it's not about one character saving everyone, it's about community. And then going back to the D23 piece, Diego Luna says it's a show about us. It's a show about these people finding the strength to come up with a reaction and to change and bring change to their reality. And Diego also talks about how we know that Cassian has been in this fight since he was six years old. And he asks, you know, what does that mean exactly? And why would a six-year-old miss his childhood to start this fight? And I think that story matters is what he says. And it sounds like we're also going to get a look at a very male-dominated, very patriarchal empire, and we're going to get it from both the light side and the dark side, because 
In interviews with Genevieve O'Reilly and Denise Goff, who play Mon Mothma and Deidre Miro, they are both talking about this thing. So Mon Mothma says that she starts off, or I'm sorry, O'Reilly says that Mon Mothma starts off steeped in empire, navigating a very male-dominated empire with a very powerful Emperor Palpatine at the top of it. Wonder if we're going to see Ian in this. That would be something. And we find her in a place we've never seen before. We find her in a bit of a gilded cage, O'Reilly says. And Goff shares some new information about her ISB supervisor. She's at the kind of the low end of the ladder, we find out. And she's incredibly ambitious and meticulous. Um, she says, what I love about playing her is that she's in this very male-dominated world. And she's seeing around her the way that people are missing what she can see is happening. And there's one other bit in the variety piece that actually ties into the total film bit that came out online as an extra supplement to their story. So this didn't appear in their magazine article, but in the variety piece, Kyle Soler, who plays Cyril Karen, that inspector on Ferrix, who is obsessed with catching Cassie and says at one point, Cyril comes home and spends some time with his mother, which is so un-Star Wars-y. And that's been kind of the draw for some of these actors to get into Star Wars. And then the total film piece that's on their website, Catherine Hunter is the name of the person playing Edie Karn, who's his mother, and Kyle Soller says that his character doesn't have a father. He was raised by his mother, who is sort of the stage mother from hell, according to Kyle, referring to Catherine Hunter's character, Edie. And that right there is a very easy breezy run through of Variety and D23 and a bonus total film thing about the Andor series. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.